This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network, grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. Hello, friends, and welcome into episode 22 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson, alongside my girl, Ella Giovanni. Ella, how's everything going? And how did you enjoy the national championship game? I, I really enjoyed it, Kayla. Yeah. I have to say I did. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, we, t- we talked about this a few weeks leading up to it, and it wasn't very flashy, and there was no Zion and things like that, but but I still enjoyed it. It was good. It was a, it was a battle. Went into OT. Uh, I wanted Texas Tech to win, but, you know, it was good. Yeah, I was really happy just for I, – I remember on my Sunday night show that we have here in Nashville uh, when we had our college basketball segment – my whole thing was I'm interested to see the ratings on this game. Yes. I was thinking that the whole time. Were you? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you have these people and I would put myself in that notion of I'm not going to not watch because it's two teams that are maybe non-traditional in terms of what we're used to watching in the national championship game. But there are a lot of people who maybe aren't big, huge college basketball fans that watch for the big names and the big sure. programs and the Blue Bloods. And so I'm interested if those people at least heard how good it was and tuned in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of my things when I brought up the point. I'm just interested to see the ratings because, you know, there's those of us who are just college basketball fans, and then there's those who are just there because it's March Madness. So I am interested to see that. But I just think for my winner of the week, I'm just going to say college basketball is my winner of the week because you – just never know what's going to happen. And you never know, even with the teams that we assumed would be a little bit more boring, look at the game we got. And so caps off to college basketball and just sports in general. They're my winners this week. Yeah, I was I was actually going to say um, Baylor women's basketball was my winner of the week. They won oh, the nice. national championship. Yeah, without um, their girl. Yeah, and – they beat Notre Dame, who was the reigning national champions, by one point. It was yeah. That was a that was a battle too. It was very emotional on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going. I was actually going to give it to Baylor. That's awesome. I love that. And because sometimes we don't give enough love to the women's game, and I actually have enjoyed the women's game a little bit more lately because, as much as I think UConn 
you know, what they've done there is amazing. I like to see a little bit of competition, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Oregon, a Pac-12 school in the final four yep. this year. I thought that was good to mix up things, uh, get the West Coast involved in some of that. Yep. Yep. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you still have Baylor and Notre Dame who have built really good programs, but at the but same that's time, only of, of late, you of know, because it was the yeah. UConn show for so long. And I was so sick of watching. I mean, they were an amazing team to watch. They always sure. were. And and it was exciting. And they had women who obviously not play in the WNBA. I mean, just just elite athletes. But in a way, you know, if you want people to be more interested in women's basketball, that wasn't the way to do it. I mean, it's right. not their fault, but to, to attract more viewers or more fans or people to be more interested, to have that Golden State powerhouse team who always wins every single year, that wasn't going to get people, uh, you know, to be drawn in because it just was, you know, same winner. Yeah. The parody in that league just, I think, at some point for many years got to be too much. And it just – it. At that point, like for people who, you know, were trying to grow the women's game and everything, that's not going to help. So yeah. I think right now with what they're doing with some of the coaches that we have in there, I think it's a really good thing what's happening with women's basketball. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I look at some of these girls and I mean, the athletic ability. Yeah. I It's oh, just, yeah. it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. And so... Great winner of the week. Um, I probably would say this is probably our last real basketball talk for a while, but I yeah. hope you guys, you know, enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed the madness of March. It was really fun. So we have another thing coming up here, Ella, in just a few weeks. I cannot believe the NFL draft is just right around the corner. I love it. I, even so last pu- week. Even, Are you like even- crossing off the days on your calendar? Oh, you know me. Even on some, <laughs> even on Monday night at the end of the national championship game, I'm like looking at the seconds tick down. I'm like, yeah, okay, seven more seconds, and then college football. Are you back? <laughs> and then college football is taking center stage again, <sighs> along with the NFL. Yeah, the draft yep. is here in Nashville. Preparations have already started here. If you guys don't know, I'm living here in Nashville, so we're the official draft station. So we're doing a lot with the draft and every day doing stories on it. It's crazy. They have um, pretty much started building the stage uh, right there on Broadway where that's all going to be set up. I'm extremely interested to see how all this goes, Ella, because uh, Nashville has had some big things, but this Mm -hmm. is definitely the biggest of them all. And there, if, as you know, because the city is growing, there's a lot of construction going on. Uh, There is the marathon that is that week. No, I didn't know that. Yes, there is. Uh Uh-huh. And then there is a potential for the second series to start up if the National Predators. Can oh get my gosh! The first. Right, it right. So that would be at the same Saturday. Time. So it's and there's potential for the, this to be a little bit crazy. Um, so <laughs> yeah, keep it posted, but it'll be interesting. Well, I know I'm biased, but yes, when Philadelphia hosted the NFL draft. Oh, they did a great job. They knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. So any any city after, I mean, Chicago had it the year before. I wasn't living here, obviously, at the time. It looked amazing on TV. Yeah. Um, but I know how well Philadelphia did it, how, how awesome it looked on TV. I mean, they did yeah. it 
you know, on the Rocky steps. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, and then last year, Dallas just bummed it out. I mean, it was like yeah, that's what oh, you cool. get when you get it get it in a stadium. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not, not a fan exciting. of Jerry's World as it is. I mean, I've yeah. been there, I've seen it. It's cool, but not if you want something aesthetic as aesthetically pleasing to look at. And that's why I think Nashville probably will do a good job. Yeah, that's because, why I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, the backdrops is pretty phenomenal. But speaking of the draft, we have. This week, a guest on that is actually going through the process and that is Mm -hmm. going to wait to hear his name called at some point during those three days. And this guy is first class, Ella. That's all I can say. I know. I'm so excited to introduce our listeners to him. It's kind of crazy that our time at Ohio State overlapped at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just so excited for him and excited to see where he goes, you know, going to a big football school, as you know, you like a little part of you kind of follows these guys and, and Absolutely. you feel for them and you're, and you follow them into the league and, and see where they go next and the success that they have. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Well, we're excited to bring in our guest for this week. He was a two-time captain, played wide receiver and special teams at The Ohio State University, and is now an NFL draft prospect. Please welcome in Terry McLaurin. Terry, what's up, my friend? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Thanks for having me. Doing well. Thank you for joining the podcast. You know, if you're someone who pays attention to the draft process, you probably already know Terry. He's made quite a name for himself in the past few months. But before we get to that, I want the people to really get to know you and what made you the player and person you are today. You were born Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis. So take me back to the moment you really fell in love with the game of football. Uh, Well, I started football at a really young age, about seven years old. Um, I started in a league um, in Indianapolis, in the inner city. So um, the structure of it was different. You know, the guys kind of just walked up, signed up and played. And um, the coaching was really stiff. I mean, if you were to come out there and see uh, grown men kind of having players run laps and and do certain exercises as kids you think wow they're taking it too serious but that's kind of when I fell in love with football honestly that structure that competitiveness uh, was instilled in me at a very young age from my parents but also playing in that league um, really just showed me a different side of football well your football stardom saw its first peak in high school when you were named mm-hmm. 2013 Indiana Mr. Football what was the process like 
once recruiting started to really pick up and you're looking at different colleges and a lot of coaches banging down your door and reaching out to you, mm-hmm. why was Ohio State at the top of the list? Um, I was going to, you know, visits and and I was going to multiple visits um Indiana, Purdue, Missouri, some Mac schools as well. And then I remember Coach Combs came to my school and was like, um, you know, <laughs> we're Coach interested. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my guy. I saw him at the, <laughs> the draft, actually, and we were just not even talking football, just talking about our families and things like that. So I know I still text him on holidays and things like that. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. But um, uh, I was getting recruited by Ohio State, and they asked me to come to camp. And I went to camp, and, um, you know, everybody kind of knows the story, but uh, – I did great at camp with the fastest kid. And then Coach Meyer asked me to come back to camp and camp again because um, he wanted to build a better relationship with me and my family. But also he wanted me to catch more footballs. He didn't think my hands were as good enough to play at Ohio State. So he challenged me to catch 200 footballs for two weeks and yep. come back and yep. then redo the camp. And uh, I did it. It was a tough decision because I was like, wow, I felt like Coach Combs told me if I felt like I did great at the camp, they would offer me on the spot. And they didn't necessarily do that. So that was kind of disappointing. But it instilled a drive in me that I had, even though I had a challenge from Coach Meyer, one of the best coaches of all time, to come in and, and just try to be better just within two weeks. And so at that moment when I did it and got the offer, I knew Ohio State was a place for me. Proximity to home, the tradition, the chance to play in championships in the shoe, and, and then also just have the chance to go into the NFL and get a great education too. So it was pretty clear to me Ohio State was – uh, move right to the top after I got the offer. Terry's so good that he answers like my question already. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to that actual quote by coach Meyer. Cause I want the people to hear exactly what he said. Um, and then mm-hmm. I just want to know like your mindset the minute he said that, because we all know coach urban Meyer, he's a kind of an intimidating guy. I mean, I covered him for three yeah. years, but once you get mm-hmm. to know him, he just wants to have the best around him. So I'm going to go back to this Most quote definitely. that he said, he said, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to read, um, or I'm going to read this quote really quick. Uh, you're as fast as we like our players. You're smart. You're a good kid. But we want to take this recruiting process a little slower. Your ball skills are not necessarily where we want them to be. I want you to go home, catch 200 footballs a day, come back to our next cap, and in two weeks, we'll see where you are. What, what's the mm-hmm. first thought that goes through your head when this, this big-time coach says that to you? Um, well, f- first, first thought that, um, went through my head was, oh man, like I was, I was almost defeated. My mom will tell the story today. Like we're all sitting in this office, coach Combs, coach Smith, coach Meyer, my mom and my dad. And I, you know, coach Combs was like, either you're going to get a thumbs up, which is good. Like you'll probably get off or a thumbs down, which is, you know, probably not. And he said, but the third option is a thumbs in the middle and he doesn't give that too often. Like it's rare. And guess what he gave me <laughs> a wow. thumbs in the middle. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you know, once he told me it was like a thumbs in the middle it was like a not yet, I was kind of disappointed. Um, but when he went on to continue to understand, um, tell me that you know, I do have a chance to play at Ohio state. I just had to do these things. You know, I was always a hard worker. So I wanted to go yeah. to Ohio state that bad. And that like, I made that decision probably within that conversation. And then I went home and started getting to work. That's that right there, that story, I think, um, kind of is foreshadowing of the process now that you've been going through with the draft yeah. and, and you as a, a person and a football player and what you will bring to any team that decides 
to choose you. So I think that story is very interesting, yeah. kind of where you are now in, in the process. Um, right. Well, you did get to Ohio State. Yes. <laughs> and just like many skill positions in Urban Meyer system, you found yourself on special teams first. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like if you if you stick out there, you'd earn more time as a receiver? Um, I feel like I, I would. Um, but coming to Ohio State, and when you're ingratiated into the culture, you understand that Coach Meyer um, wants all his players to play on special teams. Yeah. Um, he, he puts a really big emphasis on that. The best players play on special teams. And for yeah, you mm-hmm. to start on offense or defense, you had to start on two special teams. So that really kind of gave me my hunger just to want to play. I mean, after my red shirt year, I was just wanting to play. I wanted to be on yeah. the field. I wanted to contribute to the team in a, in a more um, surmountable fashion. So, um, when I got that opportunity to play on special teams, you know, I, I took it as if I, that was my offense or that was my defense. You know what I mean? So um, right. I continued to work and then I understood, OK, that year of special teams was my my feet getting wet. I came here to play wide receiver. Like Coach Meyer says, you know, nobody comes here to play, you know, left gunner, or right gunner, field goal <laughs> block person. You know what I mean? So um, that, that is still just that. Um, just that grind and that work ethic and the importance of special teams. Cause now you go to the NFL and you see guys make careers of just making special teams. Um, people mm-hmm. who may be familiar with Nate Ebner didn't play any snaps at Ohio state on defense, but he's been on the Patriots for eight plus years yeah. just off a of special team. So um, that's a chance for you to make a team and stay on a team. Um, but the way I developed as a wide receiver and it was kind of the same mindset I took um, when coach Meyer was trying to, get me to get better for the offer. So it's just my ball skills, my, my uh, running my routes or things that I really honed in on to try to become a complete wide receiver. And that leads me into my next question. You know, those next couple of years proving yourself as a wide receiver is always, I guess, heightened at a school like Ohio state, right? I mean, you have mm-hmm. so many fans that are breathing down your neck day in and day out. You have to get used to that. And the fanfare wasn't always there right away. Did you ever have to kind of check yourself and not get frustrated knowing you just have to believe in yourself and concentrate on yourself? Um, yeah, that is hard at times because you're a 18 to 22 yep. year old kid and you want to make everybody happy. You know what I mean? You want everybody to love you. You want <laughs> you know, Buckeye Nation. You hear all these great things about the fan base and these and these things about Ohio that come with Ohio State um, and you don't necessarily get that or you know what I mean? You don't feel like your hard work's being recognized. It could be discouraging as a young, um, young athlete. So, um, but I tried to keep, stay focused, figure out, um, stay focused on what was important in my life. Um, my mm-hmm. family, just working really hard, making sure my teammates knew I was giving my all. When I kind of changed that mindset, um, while I did want the fans and everybody to appreciate my hard work, as long as my teammates and my coaches really respected me, that was the number one thing was my concern. So, I try to stop focusing on the outside things I couldn't control and focus on my attitude and my effort inside the building. And those are the people who truly matter. Not saying Buckeye Nation doesn't matter, but I feel like those things would come over time um, with me just having the respect of my team and allowing my performance to speak for itself. Well, your respect was definitely earned because then you were named a two-time captain in 2017 and 2018. When Coach Meyer selected you, what was that conversation like and how much pride did you take in that role? Mm-hmm. Well, I took even more pride in it because it was it was um, team voted. So they yeah. give out ballots and um, they have from our GPA to our, our academic achievements to our achievements on the field. 
And then our teams vote, I think usually it's four. You can only choose four people and they'll put juniors, seniors, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, that was it just, just to be chosen once was an honor, especially being on this team in Ohio State, the tradition and the captains that came before me, but let alone twice. Right. I feel like that speaks more about the character, the person I am than just a football player. Sure, you have times where people may get chosen because they're the best player on the team. And while I think I was a, a pretty good player on our team, I wasn't the best. And so I feel like that says a lot about my leadership, my character, the way I was raised, and um, just how I tried to be an influence, not just on the field, but in the locker room with my teammates. Well, you finish up your Ohio State career with 75 catches for 1,251 yards, 19 touchdowns, including a final campaign of 35 grabs for 701 yards, 11 TDs. As a result, selected, of course, in the Senior Bowl in Mobile. That's where you really began your climb up that draft board. What was the feedback like when you got started and after that um, Senior Bowl game? Um everybody was kind of just blown away because they didn't necessarily see it coming. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a lot going Which on. Which surprised me, to be yeah. honest. I, mean, I, know. I guess because I watched you so closely through the uh-huh. years since we were at Ohio State at the, at the same time. When I started seeing my Twitter blow up with like your highlights from the Senior Bowl, I'm, uh-huh. like, I'm confused. What, what has everyone been missing the past exactly. how many years? And that's yep. exactly how I felt. Like, not in an arrogant way at, at all, but I'm no. like – this, this is what this is what I do. Like, I literally went out to Mobile and it was like being myself. I, I really treated it like it was Ohio State practice. The only difference was there was just NFL personnel there. So I was being myself in the interviews and on the field. And I wanted to make sure that I learned the offense as fast as possible so I could play fast when we practiced. And, um, you know, so that that's kind of through, that kind of caught me by surprise. Where everybody was like, oh, wow, he's, you know, he's a good he's a really good receiver. It's like, guys, I've been able to do this. <laughs> but people can't appreciate it. there's only one ball that could go around at Ohio State so I mean yeah. you know what I mean so and then the next questions were okay you should have got the ball more this that and the other thing I was like I mean I would love to have 100 catches and a thousand yards and all these great things but we won a lot of you, games and I was a two-time captain so I mean and I'm, yeah. I'm right in front of you today so obviously something worked out so yep that was but that was cool experience because it, it got the people to see allowed people to see me on a one-on-one level just mm-hmm. Terry. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. all the great athletes around me. It was just me. So I felt like that was a really cool process because I kind of got to showcase my ability by myself. Well, the next stop was the NFL Combine, where you continued to impress. You ran a four three five in the 40. Describe mm-hmm. that whole weekend. Was, was it nerve-wracking, or did you stick to what you said before and you just were yourself? It, it is, it is a, mm-hmm. a high-stress situation for sure. Oh, it is, um, definitely. But a benefit that I had going to the combine was being at the senior bowl. So a lot of the psychological mm-hmm. testing, a lot of the uh, longer interviews, I kind of didn't have to do because I got a lot of that stuff out the way at the senior bowl. So it was a lot less stressful for me. But however, there was more personnel there. There was more GMs mm-hmm. and coaches and things like that. So you kind of try to compartmentalize in a sense because you're you're going from literally 6 a.m. to like, 10 o'clock at night from medical evaluation to interviews to uh, all types of things. And then you have to focus on the, with the number one thing that you're there for is the workout. So you got to make sure you're right. hydrating, stretching, and doing all these things to make sure you're prepared. So uh, that was an interesting experience for sure. Um, I was kind of nervous for the 40. My heart was beating really fast um, <laughs> just because, you know, I wanted to put my, 
I, there was a rumor I was fast, and I always felt like I was fast. Um, but I, to put that and set in stone was a really good feeling. Um, but being in Lucas Oil Stadium, honestly, just playing for the Big Ten championships, playing. I was going to say, uh, so yeah, in your, in your oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It felt really comfortable. Like, and once we started running routes, like, it just felt like we were running routes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, that was really cool just to have that comfort level there. And I felt like the building definitely had a little bit towards it, but also just trying to take it step by step. Okay, now I have 40. Okay, now I have the jump. So I have the bench. I just take it one step at a time, not looking too far ahead. I feel like really helps. Yeah, what are I, I'm always interested. What are those interview like interviews really like? Are they intimidating? Are they trying to throw you mm-hmm. off your game? Because we've heard so many things on the other side of what they're trying to do in these interviews. Right. Um, well, I didn't get any crazy questions. Thank, thank the Lord. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it could all vary, to be honest. I mean, if there's a guy who may have some background issues and they want to address sure. that, health sure. issues, um, coaching changes. I got some coaching changes questions. So um, it's really just getting to know you and then getting to know your intellect football-wise as well. So you'll draw on the board. You'll I remember most of the receiver coaches that I met with, they would have me, they would install like six or seven formations in a play. And ah. then we'd go over it. And then they talk to me, uh, like ask me about my family, get to know me more. And then at the end they see, okay, what was the formations I told you? So it was wow. like, you kind of had to remember and see how quickly you can, basically they want to see how quick you quickly you can learn. And uh-huh. A benefit that I credit Ohio State was a lot of the things that we did offensively were similar, and the way we learned was conceptually. So it wasn't necessarily, okay, I know the Z has this, this position has this route. I knew what everybody had because I learned the concept. So right. I feel like I did really good during those process during that process because um, of the things I learned at Ohio State. So, it, I mean, it could be t- tiresome because literally you can be – the informal interviews, you can be down in the train station – in the um, this train station area where we were staying in the hotel and you'll have one scout grab you. And then literally when you're done interviewing one team, another guy will grab you, another guy. This will go on for like three hours. And then you can have formal interviews, which is you Shoot. get, when you first get there, you get a card on the back of your name tag. You get a card that has I only had three because, you know, I did a lot of them at the senior bowl, but some guys maybe had seven, eight, nine. Formal wow. interviews, that's what the head coaches, the GMs, the offensive, defensive court, basically the whole team's personnel in that room. And those can be kind of intimidating, but um, at the same time, some guys try to do some pre-draft preparation for it, but you can't really necessarily prepare for it all. No. you Like you said, you just kind of have to be you. And right. luckily for you, you're a smart guy. And so it yes. probably was pretty seamless, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Um, after the combine, Terry, you performed at Ohio State's Pro Day. You shined at this as well. I mean, you just continue to, to climb this ladder, continue to make a name for yourself in this whole process. Um, what was what exactly did you do in front of scouts that stood out to them at Pro Day? Because it's a little more comfortable right. in your own environment. Right. Um, well, I felt like I showed that I could be a consistent um, pass catcher and my routes were really crisp just the way mm-hmm. I – even though there were routes over there, the way I used my demeanor, the way I came out of my routes, the way I caught the ball and finished, I felt like I was able to put that on display even more so than just at the combine. The combine is kind of more controlled where they have you run these certain routes. 
And it's kind of like a snapshot of what you, what you can do. And then um, I had the benefit of being the senior bowl, so they got to see what I did with pads and things like that. But the yeah. um, the pro day was just so cool because it was I was back with Dwayne and Paris yeah. and, John and all my teammates. Mm-hmm. And so that was a cool experience in and of itself. But um, the way Dwayne throws the ball, and it kind of got gave people a snapshot of um, how we had such a good marriage going on between the Dwayne uh, sure. the quarterback and us receivers. So I felt like I made some really great catches that were high difficulty catches. Um, I caught the ball cleanly, and I just put everything on display from what they could possibly look for forward to if they were to draft me as a receiver. I have to ask real quick, do you, in at pro day, did you have kind of a pinch me moment or does anyone have that moment when you realize all of these head coaches or GMs or scouts come to your school to see you? It's mm-hmm. different than the combine where right. they're all there and they're expected to be there. But I remember my senior year, I covered pro day and mm-hmm. I remember feeling <laughs> nervous looking around yeah. like, oh, there's Bill Belichick. Oh, there's right. Mike Tomlin. And they're mm-hmm. here for the Buckeyes and that's right. it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of do have that that moment like, wow, this is getting really real. Um, mm-hmm. Like, all these guys are here for us. And, you know, we have top draft prospects at our school. So, I mean, there's all 32 teams, GMs, head coaches. I mean, everybody's there to come watch the Buckeyes. And that's really cool because it's a testament to our hard work and um, our play on the field as teammates and a, a team. Um, but us as individuals as well. So that was really cool seeing that. And uh, being able to talk to them, um, you know, sometimes you see them on TV, it's like, okay, they're this, they're this person. And then you get to right. know them, you get yeah. to talk to them more. It's like, oh, they, you know, they're just regular, regular people. You know what I mean? Right. So that's a cool human part of, of this game um, that, I, that I like getting to know people. And, you know, just to have that many people, all 32 teams represented is really cool. Well, along this process, there are always things that scouts maybe want you to do better, things that mm-hmm. they want you to work on. What has the feedback been um, in terms of improvement or things that they want to see built upon? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a great question because going in, I've always had the mindset of two things I just wanted to work on for my ball skills and my route running. And, you know, teams think that's through this process, they think that's really one of my strengths. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've caught the ball well and I've ran great routes from the senior bowl into now. So, um it's it's me continue to just hone that um they obviously want to see me just become become more versatile learn the inside position learn the outside position Mm -hmm. and just create as much value on special teams as i can so um i feel like i could probably better answer that question when i get to know the coach that i'm looking for and things like that but um you know the one thing they just want to see me continue just to get better whatever i'm doing continue to do it so I know you and your personality, and you're going to be happy and blessed wherever you land. Mm-hmm. Can you share, though, in terms of, like, what kind of a system you feel you're going to fit best in in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I know there's multiple systems in the NFL. Um, so I hopefully that the team that drafts me sees me as a guy that's versatile. They can put me anywhere. And I don't necessarily want to put myself in a box where I want to go. Uh, right, you know, West oh, Coast yeah. or just straight pro right. style, things like that. Because I feel like that limits you as a player. But uh, I just want to be able to learn as many positions as I can and then I fit into any system. I feel like that's how you help yourself stay around in the yeah. league yeah. is you just make yourself as valuable as possible, do many things mm-hmm. really well. 
Do you have plans for the draft weekend? What's your plan, Terry? I was Terry? just going to ask. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I was. Obviously, the draft's here in Nashville. I'm like so stoked. I I can't even like words can't express how excited I am right. to cover a draft. But I know That's for everybody, yeah, everybody has their different plans on draft day. I didn't know if you were going to be an indie. What what the plan was? Uh, yeah, I'll probably be an indie. Have a small gathering with my my friends and my family and my girlfriend, and and we'll just probably just hang out and just do something small. And then yeah. uh, kind of when I figure out where I'm going, then I'll probably have a, a more of a bigger celebration. But that's kind of where I'm set on right now. I like it. He's a, he's a simple <laughs> man, folks. A simple, yeah, very man. simple. Very simple. I like it. All right, Terry. Well, you have been phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, people that may not follow you on social media and want to keep up with your journey and see where you mm-hmm. land – in the draft, where can they follow you? Uh, my Twitter is the Terry T H E T E R R Y underscore twenty five, and my Instagram is Terry underscore twenty five. Perfect, uh, so. Terry. I just I just want to say I, I've covered you. I put a picture up during I think it was the combine. I could not believe mm-hmm. what a baby you looked like. It was incredible. Yeah. It was like that <laughs> first second year or whatever that I was covering Ohio State. Uh-huh. Um, it's just, you know, it's been a pleasure, I guess, following your journey, even though I haven't been at Ohio State these last couple of years, but just to see you grow as not only a football player, but a human being, I think that people could really look at you in the NFL and this is somebody who could be a big role model. So I just really appreciate you being the person you you are and the hard worker you are because we need more people like that and especially professional athletes. So Kudos to you. you I I wish you all the best in the draft process. And hey, maybe we'll see you some somewhere down the line, right? Uh, You just might. Like like you had uh, me. You had that interview. I may have a future on TV, so we don't know yet. But right, um, I appreciate you for always being supportive. That's why I jumped at the opportunity to um, jump on your podcast. And I appreciate your work and your diligence and and just being. You kind of turned into a familiar face, especially when I was young, because that that media coverage in Columbus could be intimidating. So you just oh made it very comfortable for me. And now I'll, I almost feel like I'm a seasoned veteran. So uh, I, <laughs> I love it, Terry. <laughs> I'm excited to what the future holds. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much, Thanks, Terry. Thank you guys. Have a good one. You too. And that is why I call him first class all the way, Ella, because Terry is just one of those athletes when I remember meeting him as a freshman and interviewing him for the first time. You just kind of know sometimes. I think of myself as a scout sometimes in this business, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm a broadcaster because you come across personalities before they're anything big and you kind of just know they have it. Right. Yep. Absolutely. He, he blew me away. I mean, I, I, I knew the kind of guy he was just from Ohio state and, and, and following, but to really sit down one-on-one with him like this, you kind of want to say, you know, NFL GMs, listen up, you know? I mean, yeah. And, and he wasn't think he, we weren't, you know, an interview for a roster spot, right? This was very, this was very raw. This was very personable. And he was answering the questions just so genuinely and honestly. And I'm so excited for his future because someone like him deserves, you know, all the success that's to come. And and he definitely will, will get that. 
there's people in life that are born naturally with just talent when it comes to performing, right? Mm-hmm. So you have those people. Sometimes they're also born with just being a great human being mm-hmm. as well. Then you've got people on the other side who sometimes have to really, really work at things in life to be good. And I'm not even saying great, right? right? right. But those, some of those people, though, are blessed naturally with the ability to just be a leader, right. to be somebody who goes through life doing the right things and, and being a great role model. And Terry has been that person, which he is naturally gifted, but he is somebody who's had to really work also to get to the point where he is, to get that, I guess, attention. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes in the world we live in nowadays, because it's so competitive, it's hard to get that. Yep. And I give him a, a lot of credit for really having to push through because he was at Ohio State and overshadowed by a lot of other big names. I mean, hats off to him for being able to do what he's done. And he deserves all the credit he's getting. Well, and that brought up another point, too, when he said something along the lines of, I guess, you know, we had the discussion about people being surprised of his talent. And he said, well, you know, there's only one ball to go around on the offense at Ohio State. And when he said that, that's so true, because you think of these big powerhouse college football programs, right? You think of Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. Michael Thomas wasn't Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints now that he was at Ohio State because they're lining up against NFL talent. There's NFL talent around them all the time at a school like Ohio State, right? Michael Thomas was on the same team as Ezekiel Elliott, right? So, of course, someone like Terry is just, you know, heads down grinding every single day for eventually this moment to show what he had and what he's been working on the past four or five years. And when you're at these schools, a lot of these guys, they have the talent to go to the league. They're just grinding and they're not big names in college football because they're surrounded by big names in college football. Yep. And so that's why it's like, these are the stories you love to hear about in the draft. So I'm, I'm so interested to see who picks them up because mm-hmm. I'll probably instantly become a little bit of a fan yeah. just because I'll be following Terry and mm-hmm. his next step in his career. And Hey, maybe you and I will get to cover him at the next level. Yeah, that'd be that'd fantastic. Be so cool. Yeah. Um, well, we are going to wrap things up, but for those of you out there who have just started listening and would like to subscribe and all of that good stuff, we put plenty of stuff on social media. Where can the people go to follow us, Ella? Yep iTunes. Hit the subscribe button. You can give us a rate or review as well. We'd love to hear from you. On social media, Twitter and Instagram at PressPassPod. Please follow us. (laughs) Follow along. Like Kayla said, we're always putting content out and posting. Um, And yeah, thanks for engaging on social media. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Leave your comments, anything you have in terms of suggestions. We've got plenty of more great guests coming up. We also will uh, in the future here in the next couple of weeks, be bringing on someone to break down some X's and O's when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that will be fun. And the NFL but draft. We have a guest. NFL, yeah, yeah, we do. So we're, we're excited about all this. Always changing, always doing different things, but that is life and that is what makes it so fun and different. So We enjoy you guys always tuning in every week. For those of you who are new listeners, I hope we can get you to come back. 
And you guys all have a wonderful week in April. 